Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what's happening up in the stars above for this week, May 3rd through 9th. Can you believe it's May? I tell you, I am feeling very tired this morning as I ran all weekend long from one social engagement to another. Uh, a granddaughter who was is a senior in high school and they were having their homecoming uh, this season compared to the typical in the fall because of COVID. And she was a homecoming senior royalty. So there was a ceremony for that. And then on Saturday, youth football was moved to the spring from the fall. And so my younger granddaughter was a cheerleader, is a cheerleader. So she was cheering in what is was one of their playoff games. So I had that to go to. And then on Sunday, my oldest granddaughter's 18th birthday and her boyfriend, whose birthday is just three days before hers, was being celebrated. So I feel like I was socializing and in between socializing, working. What an interesting motif to have in just a couple of days, because that seems to be the theme for the entire month of May. So we might have these various social engagements followed by work or vice versa, work followed by play. And um, that gives us this feeling of being extraordinarily busy. And in, in my case this morning, making me feel, wow, a little bit scattered, even though I know I got several things done. Right now I'm sitting here going, oh, well, where am I in all of this? Uh, what do I still have to do? So if you're feeling a little bit scattered, if you're feeling a little out of focus, if you're feeling breathless, there's a really good reason. And it's not going to get much better throughout the month of May, especially this week as planets like Mercury and Venus begin their transition out of the sign of Taurus and into the sign of Gemini, a very mind-oriented sign, a sign of motion and busyness, a sign of communication and socialization, socializing, right? The social butterflies is what we usually think of for Gemini energy. And indeed, that tends to create a situation where we feel very busy and we feel very scattered, or that would be the, the more negative expression. Now, for those of us who are Geminis, it's something we're fairly used to, but even I found myself going, oh man, just to be able to sit down and have a cup of coffee without something having to be done would be so nice, right? And that was so last week, right? This week, it's a totally different game. And for the next few weeks, we are off on a totally different game. And that is primarily why it is that I decided to release the uh, May Transits ebook to everybody. So if you missed that, it was sent out via email for uh, those of you on the email list, and a lot of you are. Uh, so a lot of times that goes into your spam folder. So check your spam folders, or if you have Gmail, check your promotional tabs if you have that uh, set up. I posted it on Living Astrology business page and on the Living Astrology community page, on the Live by Human Design community page. And also for those of you who are members, I posted it in the Living Astrology membership uh, group. So it's everywhere out there for you to get to. If you have any problems, please let me or Asa know, and we can make sure we get that to you because it's important this week. 
that's important this whole month to really understand what's going on. And that is also the reason why I will be coming on air on Wednesday morning as well to help get this information out to you or to help you understand how all of this uh, information fits into the bigger picture. So I'm going to check in real quick with everybody, make sure I'm actually broadcasting live. Uh, I am. Hello there, Ingrid. Good morning to you. Happy Monday, Asa. Great to see you out there. Thank you so much for all you do, helping me to do what I do. I absolutely adore you. Ingrid says, whoa, busy weekend indeed. And yeah, and, and guess this. On top of that, my husband is now working seven days a week because they have their physical inventory coming up mid-month. And he is the only one that really understands how all of the wiring goes on in the, well, he works for an electrical supply company. And so he's the one that always seems to get elected to have to put all the wiring in the right order in order to be able to do physical inventory. So uh, he's been working 10 to 12 hour days and worked like that all weekend. And then also went off with me on social engagements. <laughs> except for Saturdays. He couldn't join me on Saturday. So it's not just me busy. It is him as well. And I could see the same thing going on in all of my kids' lives and my grandkids' lives as, you know, this is just that time of year. We get real busy. Corey, good morning to you. Ursula, good morning. Debbie Tibbetts, Tumio, hello to you. Jennifer Peachy, it's good to see you. Amy D, good morning. Great to see everybody out there. And Corey says, oh my, seven days. Yeah, I know, sheesh, but it's only for a couple more weeks. Then they'll have their physical inventory and then it's not gonna be like that anymore. So I don't know why they don't just keep the wire aisle in neatness for the whole year. That would be logical to me, but mm, not, my, not my circus, not my monkey. <laughs> uh, Christine Buckingham says, good morning. And Jennifer Lee, good morning to you. I think you might be new with us. It's good to see you out there or maybe you are usually under another name, but welcome. And let's dive in, shall we? We have a lot to talk about today, as you can imagine, right? Today itself, we have one, two, three, four things to talk about just for the day. That's not including the moon and what she's doing today. And then we also have a, 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 one of the things I want to go into a little bit deeper is the new human design week. So let's start with the moon and then we'll run into the rest of the things. So today the moon is in Aquarius. I can tell you, I already knew that because uh, my husband got a new phone and he doesn't know how to make it work. And uh, at this point, I'm the tech whiz. <laughs> That's laughable, but I'm the one in the household that knows the tech. So I was caught up in the technology, trying to get his phone straightened away for him. I failed miserably at getting it to work. So I need to take a trip later to the phone store and say, uh, could you make this work for me? So Aquarius, we're dealing with technology today, right? Aquarius is the sign that rules innovation and technology. It is a sign that takes us into the quirkier side, the more eccentric side of things. We may feel a little bit more uh, um, idea-driven today or ideal-driven today. The uh, transits that uh, the moon will be making today are squaring Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, uh, conjunct Saturn, another ruler of Aquarius, and then squaring the sun, 
in what we call the crisis of consciousness. So we have some tricky contacts between the moon and other planets today. And when you see the moon in contact with the rulers of the sign that she's in, you know that the signs um, aspects are going to be more uh, charged up. Huh, interesting, because electricity is ruled by Uranus. So we have this charged up feeling in us today. And if we look a little bit closer, we see that the moon in Aquarius is sort of fringy. Fringy is a good word, I think, for Aquarian energies. It takes us into that outer edges of things, seeing things in a different way, not necessarily seeing it like the herd does, but seeing it maybe from a unique perspective. Um, so tap into that because it helps you to find maybe some way to, to get a solution to a problem maybe you've been contending with. Um, but there can also be sudden shifts and sudden upsets today as things take a new direction or as things fall apart, don't work the way you thought they would work. And so we have to just be prepared for that. That is part of our experience when the moon is moving through Aquarius and in particular when she is connecting to the two rulers of the sign as she is today. Aquarian energy rules our friends and our friendships and the people that we hang out with. So our networks, if you will. So we may have different kinds of networks. You might have a network of people from work. You have a network of people that you call your family. You have a network of people that are your friends. Also, social media is a part of this. So the people that we connect with, but that we may not even know, right? Those extended networks of people. Um, your clubs that you're a part of, or your associations, or your groups that you are a part of, come under the uh, expression of the moon in Aquarius. So you may find yourself more communicating with the people in your groups, etc. Innovations, of course, we already were talking about the high tech aspect of the moon in Uranus. And as well, we are looking for uh, breakthroughs, right? Uranus can bring, besides those sudden shifts and surprises and upsets that we just, you know, drive us crazy, there's also breakthrough energy here. It might be the sudden, aha, that's how that's going to work, right? And I know I'm going to have one of those this morning when I get to the phone store and they tell me, oh, this is what you needed to do. And I'm going to be like, ah, I could have done that. So, but I just didn't see it at the time. And as well, we're looking for the breakthroughs into future orientation. So <clears throat> a lot of this has to do with, because Saturn is a part of, of the Aquarian um, uh, equation, there's this idea of planning and setting goals and having those ambitions and drives that, we, we, that are gonna naturally propel us into the future. So the future is also highlighted at this particular time during this kind of transit. And being detached, I know that sometimes is funny because we think that we should be all in, right? But <clears throat> especially when we're driving forward with intentions and trying to manifest things in our life, we need to maintain a bit of detachment, standing back, if you will, being more objective, not being so attached to something happening in a certain way that it's sure to be disappointing to us when it doesn't happen that way. The universe is driving us drives the, uh, the way that things unfold for us. And sometimes it's not what we thought it would be. So say staying a little bit detached while being interested in what more is possible, right? That possibility thinking. Um, this is a great sign for us to see connections, how one thing leads to another and how things are interconnected. It is a good time to work for the common good. So that usually has, means for the common good of all, and usually for 
humanity. Aquarius energy is very humanity focused and they're the champion signs uh, for humanity. So become a champion for humanity, help others, help yourself. By helping yourself, you're helping others. By helping others, you're helping yourself. Something that we see that goes around and around with the sign of Aquarius. And as always, we have some things to watch out for with the moon in any sign because the moon rules our emotions and we may emotionally react to the things that are happening to us. Um, watch out for your head in the clouds. Um, kind of exacerbated by Mercury, the, the ruling planet of Gemini, moving into Gemini today and causing us to be a little bit scattered or to lose some focus at times. So uh, coupled with the moon in Aquarius, we may be so far ahead in our thoughts that we didn't see that there's something in our path that we could trip over, right? A rock or <laughs> stepping off a curb, missing the bottom step of something. So watch for your head being in the clouds, as well as rigid opinions. Aquarians can get really caught up in stubborn uh, adherence to their opinions, and we want to watch that. And being uh, a sign that is often very central focused, very focused on themselves, it's hard for them sometimes to relate to other people because of that detachment. So we don't want to become overly detached. We just want to be in the, the medium a detached state. <laughs> if you're overly detached, then it makes you appear aloof or like you're not interested. Um, and it then makes it hard for you to relate to people on a one-to-one -one basis. So we don't want to lose that, but we do want to not get all involved so that we are so emotionally connected to something that we can't separate ourselves from what's happening, right? So Keep in mind that that's a possibility for today. Now, my phone was blowing up here for a minute, so I just want to make sure this isn't uh, questions. No. Okay, good. So if you have questions for the energy today, for anything to do with May, please just type that into the chat and Asa will get that to me. And there we go. Uh, all right, let's go on to take a look at the uh, week ahead, sort of the the bigger picture of what's happening for the entire week. So today is likely the most intense day of the week. Great on a Monday, right? Uh, as Mercury is moving into Gemini today, as Mercury then squares Jupiter today. Actually, that square to Jupiter happens before Mercury moves into Gemini. It's happening at the later degrees of Taurus and Aquarius, right? That the, That's where Mercury and Jupiter are. We'll talk a little bit more about that in uh, a minute. Um, sun is in a square to Saturn today, and that can act as a dampener on our enthusiasm and our excitement. Um, but I also think it gives us ample reason to focus on something, to, you know, maintain that stepwise progression towards something. And we also have the new human design week beginning today. So we have a lot to go through today, Tuesday, tomorrow, la la la, nothing much going on Wednesday. Saturn is moving out of the gate 19 in this is human design now and into the gate 13. I wrote gate 12, but that is not where he's moving. He's moving into the gate 13, a gate that is titled the listener or narrative. So uh, I'm not sure if we'll get to that today in detail, but we can also pick that up on Wednesday. Thursday, Venus is in a trine to Pluto. And then on Friday, another slow news day, if you will, a day to integrate or catch up. And then on Saturday, Venus moves into Gemini. And on Sunday, Mother's Day, 
the moon will be in Aries in a square to Pluto and a sextile to Jupiter. So I feel like there might be some emotional up and downs on Mother's Day. Hopefully uh, it's something that's a blip on the screen and just moves on, right? Although with the moon in Aries, there's also the potential for some really exciting things to happen for some adventures uh, to be undertaken. So you got to make it what it is, right? Okay, let's break down let, let's break down the uh, transits for today because there's so many of them. And you're going to see Asa releasing the graphics and information on that peer, kind of scattered throughout the day uh, just because if she tries to put all four of them out there at the same time, you're, it's going to get lost. So we're trying to figure out what time to release those based on the time that the aspect is coming up. So uh, let's look first at Mercury square Jupiter, because technically speaking, that is the first aspect of the day that is of importance to us. And Mercury, remember, is the planet that rules communication, the mind, and motion, motion that we take, like moving going from one place to another. So in that, sometimes it's the trip that we take in a car or a short trip on a, a train or a bus or something like that. But it's also the errands that we do on a daily basis. So motion includes all of those kinds of things, actions that we take during the day. Jupiter is the planet that is about growth and expansion. And in, in no small measure, Jupiter creates the pathway, the evolutionary pathway to our gaining more and more wisdom. So every time a planet comes into contact with Jupiter, what we have is the next step perhaps in the evolution of our personal consciousness. And as well, because this is happening not only to us individually, but also as a collective, it is the next step in the evolutionary path that we're taking as a collective. And as you know, a square, right, we're breaking down the words. So we're going to connect these words, Mercury, communication, mind and motion, Jupiter, growth, expansion and wisdom gaining with uh, the word square, which is going to signify the relationship that these two planets are holding for this particular time period. The square can be challenging. The square is a 90 degree relationship between the planets. So they're sort of not seeing eye to eye, but they could see eye to eye with just some work, right? Just a little effort put into um, seeing things from maybe a different perspective. So the square gives us the, the challenge that will stimulate growth, right? Or stimulate that evolution without the square, we wouldn't really probably be moving forward in any way. There wouldn't be anything challenging us to, to make that move or to take that next step. So with Mercury squaring Jupiter, we have, we're, we're gaining optimism for the future, right? So being able to see a little further down, Jupiter and Aquarius, right? Aquarius rules the future. And um, Jupiter does well in Aquarius because there's a match here with the optimism of Jupiter in a sign that looks to the future. And it's an excellent time then today for us to make plans while we have this positive sort of broader outlook on things and uh, see the whole picture, not just the details, but you can't miss the details either, right? If, you, if you're so detail focused, you're gonna miss the big picture. And if you're so big picture focused, you're going to miss maybe the little details, the things that you need to take care of before you can take the next step. So today's the day for us to balance 
the, the challenge might be for us to balance the big picture against the little picture, the broader view versus the details. So we wanna be able to do both. And because Mercury is getting ready to turn retrograde, I, you, you did hear me say that, it is going retrograde this month, not until the end of the month, but we start the shadow mid-month. And because of that retrograde coming up, you don't wanna get caught in a situation where you overlooked a, a very important detail and now you have to go back to square one. So don't overlook the details, but also don't get so focused on the details that you miss the big picture. Now, we also wanna be very careful about what we say and what we do today. Um, I, I know human nature is that we wanna commit. We wanna say, yes, I can do that. Um, because by nature, we wanna be helpful. And by nature, we want to be included in things. But this is a time where you don't wanna overstate what you think you can do. So in other words, don't overcommit yourself, right? Because you, if you cannot rel uh, realistically deliver on your promises or on what you say, then of course, that's gonna have some negative impacts for you at some point down the line. Now, I'm gonna switch here. Uh, and go to human design for a moment, because there's something pretty interesting that happens this month. And it happens every May, June area, uh, when the sun begins or when the planets begin to transit through Gemini. So I'm gonna share my screen here. Nope, that's not how you share, Janet, there we go. Uh, let's see, which one do I wanna bring up? Okay, gotcha. Why, oh, why do you have to be difficult? Hold on, I will share here in one moment. Let me make sure it's open. Then maybe I can find it. There we go. All right, so what you should be seeing is a chart. This is a human design chart from Genetic Matrix. I'm loving using them, except when I send your personal charts out to you because they do not yet have report functions that I can use. At some point when they have that, you'll be getting these new more rounded charts from me when you request your charts. Um, but what I wanted to show you is that there's a lot of emphasis right now on this gate eight in um, the human design aspects between Mercury, you're gonna see it show up with Venus, you're gonna see it show up with the sun. And the gate eight, in the traditional human design is called the gate of contribution. And contribution in the gate eight is a throat process. And the throat energy is about manifesting and bringing things into form, right? Because the throat center is the gearbox in all of the human design. And the gearbox's job is to bring things into form. So we get a connection here with the larynx, the, the voice box, and manifesting right and that goes along with you know some of the sacred texts that say something like in the beginning god said and then the saying of said words creates right so we have very creative word oriented energy for the next month for all of this month and that begs the question then what are the words that you're using what are you saying both to yourself out loud but also thinking inwardly when you maybe you hear yourself saying one thing, but you're thinking another. Um, all of the words that we say now have impact. And so the gate eight uh, energy is really about being vulnerable enough 
to share your voice and sharing your voice means sharing of your gifts and your talents, what it is that you're here to contribute to the world and doing it in the right timing. So you're not just running around blurping out to everybody that you see, this is what I want to do and this is who I'm going to be and blah, blah, blah. Uh, in the throat center, it is activated with an invitation to speak. And that activation is happening when someone says, I want to hear more. Tell me what you're up to. I got an email from a lovely woman Sunday. And if you're out there uh, listening and you know you're the one that sent this email to me, I will get it answered. I just did not have time yesterday to do that. But uh, she said, I want to know what's going on with you, right? She was sitting in listener mode. Tell me, I'm really interested. I'm not just asking for no reason. I really want to know. And that gives the voice then the opportunity to speak. It comes as an invitation, right? And when we wait for those kinds of invitations, magic happens, right? We feel valued. We feel heard. We feel because this connects eventually connects up to the gate one, which by the way, is where the earth is sitting this week. We'll see that here in a few minutes. So this whole channel of contributing from our souls is up in the atmosphere for us this week through many different connections. So we may be contributing through just a conversation that we have with someone. People may request our, um, our, to share our gifts or our talents with them. Um, you may just find yourself in a position where someone calls you in, right? And says, hey, tell me what's going on with you, right? What, what's up? What are you focusing on right now? So the gate eight is highly activated and uh, it's a Gemini gate. And I, I noticed this uh, while I was preparing the month of May that Gemini gates mostly are sitting here on the throat center. That's appropriate, don't you think? Gemini, the sign of communication. And here we have gates uh, 16 and 20, 35, 12 and 45 that the sun is gonna transit through every um day or every um, week through the time of Gemini, which won't begin with the sun until later in the month. But Mercury and Venus are already challenging a lot of the different planets this month from the gate eight. So in many different ways, we're going to be triggered before we get to Gemini energy by planets transiting through Gemini to state our contribution or to really live out our contribution, the highest and best that we are here to share with the world. After all, that's what your contribution is, right? Now, um, there was some other thing I was gonna say here about this. Maybe I'll wait and get into it later. Oh, the only other Gemini gate is the very last one just before it transitions over into Cancer and that's on the identity center. So there is one gate that's not in the, the rest of them. Uh, but is an important gate as well, but just toward the end of Gemini. So you don't need to notice that so much right now, but just understand that Venus and Mercury are going to transit through these gates of the throat center for this month. And the sun later this month will join them and start transmitting through the throat. We all become pretty chatty, right? <laughs> we become pretty much um, sociable and socializing and speaking and sharing and all of that important stuff to know. Uh, okay, now I'm going to stop sharing this for a moment. 
and talk a little bit about Mercury's move into Gemini. Now, this doesn't happen until late this evening. So we're still sitting with Mercury at the final two degrees, 28 and 29 degrees of Taurus. So we're still completing some of the Mercury-Taurus uh, issues. But later, as Mercury moves into the sign of Gemini, the, the nature of the way that we share is going to change. Now, Mercury is going to be in Gemini from May 3rd, today, this evening, to July 10th. That extended period of time is because Mercury is going to retrograde in Gemini. For those of you who got your astrology of 2021 reading, we addressed this, the three different places where Mercury was going to be in retrograde. And for all three retrogrades this year, he's in the sign of air. So in air, we're talking about possibilities. We're talking about ideas. We're being inspired, right? So air is knowledge. It is curiosity. It is sharing information. It is socializing energy. So for this longer period of time, all of those characteristics of Mercury in Gemini are activated. Now, <clears throat> the, uh, just for those of you who want to know, the Mercury retrograde cycle is going to take us from 25 Gemini uh, backwards to 16 Gemini. So when Mercury gets to 16 Gemini, which will be on May 14th, that begins the shadow period of Mercury's retrograde. And the last time that Mercury retrograded fully in the sign of Gemini was in 2015. So you can kind of go back to 2015, if you recall. Uh, I don't know what I was doing in 2015, but I'm sure if I thought about it, I could come up with some things. And there may be the next level of, of uh, information or curiosity or things begun then that you will take note of. Now, when Mercury is in Gemini, we all become communicative. We were already talking about that. We're more curious and more sociable. Uh, Mercury's at home here. He's the planetary ruler of Gemini. So you would imagine that things can go really well here, but I can imagine that things can also go very wrong here. And the thing that would be really wrong here is that we're all so busy talking, but who's listening, right? Are we just chatting away, um, talking, 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 but with nobody really listening? And that's the important thing for us to remember during this transit, it will become much more apparent, I believe, during the retrograde, uh, but is that we're, if we're also busy talking and not listening, are we really communicating? There's the question. I mean, communicating isn't just talking, right? We want to have somebody at the other end that's really listening that can, um, you know, reflect back to us that they understood what we're saying or that they were listening to us. So remember that our minds are sharp. Our wits are sharp. We have lots of words, but the listening part is going to be the challenge for everybody at this point in time. So I, I found myself before I even, you know, I, well, of course I'd already written this, so I already knew what this was going to be, but I found myself this weekend with these different social engagements that I was at with different people mostly family, but some different people thrown in that I really had to find myself slowing down so that I could really listen to what they're saying. And especially important with kids because kids don't have the filters that we do. And so they may be very interested in talking and chatting and talking and chatting. And it's important for you to listen to them, right? So that they feel heard, like they feel like they're making their contribution, right? That's the gate that Mercury is going to be sitting at. All right. 
Uh, let's see, we are also more studious during this time, as in we want more information, right? We're more curious about things and what uh, things that we want to uh, learn about. So we have that. The good listener part is the part that we need to work on most likely. Now remember to um, Gemini energy when it has a lot of focus in it can become scattered, can lose focus, can be hopping from one thing to another. And it's funny because I did this this morning too. I was making the bed, putting the pillows on the bed, but I only did half of them before I found, I went out to the living room to help Terry with his phone. So then I'm sitting there with his phone going, I didn't even finish making the bed. So I have to come back to make the bed. So I start to finish that. And then I hear the cat meowing. And then I went off to see what she wanted. So it's already beginning, right? This whole mercury scattered focus energy is already beginning. So you may have to bring more consciousness to what you're doing so that you can complete one thing before you jump off into the other thing. Uh, so mercury moving into that gate eight of contribution uh, to be able to discover perhaps the unique thing that you're here to share. In fact, when you are talking with other people, they're often, often wanting your unique perspective, right? They want to hear from you. Um, so I think that when you wait to get invited into conversations, then people are primed to really understand you and then you feel more valued and heard and recognized because they're actually listening. So that's, I think, what the gate eight is all about here for us. Now, the uh, other aspects for the day is May 3rd, third quarter moon. So remember, we talk often about the moon in her cycle, right? She goes from new to the first quarter or the first square. And then from the first square, she goes to the full and then from the full to the third quarter, which is where we are now, and then back to new, right? So the third quarter is what we call the crisis of consciousness. When we reach the third quarter of the moon's cycle, right? If we set up an intention or one of something we wanted to manifest at the beginning of the cycle, then what we come to now is almost a bumping up against our beliefs, the patterns that have been dominant in our lives, the things that have stopped us from living out the highest possibility of manifesting our dreams, right? Or our intentions. So this part of the cycle allows us to tap into that and to shift that that block or that conscious pat unconscious pattern i should say it's a crisis of consciousness as in we become conscious perhaps of something that has been unconscious uh, and yet still running the show so it is an interesting time for us to be able to merge through those things that have stopped us from being and living out the highest and best for ourselves now, the moon and Saturn are also coming into a conjunction during this, this transit. So that can bring us feelings of feeling melancholic or low or not good enough. You know how Saturn can sometimes dampen our spirits. And we may be, so the transit of the, the crisis of consciousness can be complicated by our tendency to want to focus on the negative on the what we don't have or how we're not good enough or how we compare to others or, or and come up short perhaps. So we have to uh, purposefully work through this energy but not take it for serious, right? So it's the moon 
it's the moon that is going to be triggering Saturn here and in a conjunction, they're starting up their new cycle. So instead of going down the drain with feeling bad about yourself in tap into what more is possible, what is this pause giving me? Uh, if it's a pause in your ability to do what you want to do, if I tap into more about what I'm feeling, what does that relate me to where, where, if I follow those threads, this mercury giving us these threads that we can follow, what does this remind me of where else in my life? Have I given up on myself? Where else in my life? Have I noted that I go into a low cycle that's quickly followed by a very positive cycle. So we want to tap into the, we don't want to be tapping into the negative that we feel, but we can honestly say, okay, I'm feeling a little low. I'm feeling low energy right now. What else might I be doing or thinking about that would serve me in a positive way? Um, so the sun is also going to be squaring Saturn at this time. And that gives us a kind of, and that's the next transit we'll talk about here. But that also gives us sort of a feeling that our vital energy is low and that we can't seem to get the steam going together to get to where we want to go. Uh, so the sun, using the very brightest of the light, can maybe shine down where it is that we need to focus. And maybe it's not where we really wanted to focus. You know, we want to get over here, but we've got to deal with this stuff over here first. So Take your cue from what is opening up for you today, not from what's being closed down for you today. If you focus on what's closing down or what's not working, you're going to feel more of that melancholy or that low energy. But if you note that, okay, that seems to be that pathway is blocked, but over here, this is opened up, then moving in that direction may in some way that you can't see right now serve your overall um things that you want to get done, right? The overall progression of the month for you. So focus on what's working and not what's on not working. JLo's question, would you say as the older element, would you say as the older, the element, the stronger, the energy? I don't get that question. Okay. So maybe you can reword that for me, JLo, so that I can understand what you mean by that. Um, and we'll come back to it. So then uh, finally, the sun during this period of time today for the, this third quarter is going to be at the gate two allowing, and the moon is going to be at the gate 19 of sensitivity, and Saturn is at the gate 19 of sensitivity. So is it possible, is it just possible that we're all feeling super sensitive today? And if that's the case, maybe we can give each other a break, right? When, when someone gets prickly, if you're talking to them, maybe you can just go, ah, oh, Janet said that we were gonna be super sensitive today. So I'm gonna give them a break, right? I'm just gonna throw love at them and not shade at them, right? I'm just gonna maybe throw my arms around them and give them a hug, or, or I'm gonna give them a virtual hug, or I'm just gonna give some empowering words rather than, uh, you know, buying into that emotional uh, reaction that is possible from all of us. Uh, okay, Sun Square Saturn. Now, I think on Friday it was we were talking about the transits as they relate to uh, the outer planets. So for the Sun, for example, was it was conjunct, uh, conjunct Uranus on Friday, or maybe it was Saturday. 
and we were talking about how that begins a new cycle with that planet. And then it has like the moon comes into the square, comes into the fullness of it, then comes into the third or the second square or the third quarter, and then comes back to new again, comes back to the conjunction. Well, the sun and Saturn were in a conjunction back in February or late January when the, the uh, planets were in Aquarius. So the sun in Aquarius from uh, later uh, January into mid-February, that is when they came together. That is when something was seeded between the sun and Saturn. So think back, right, to late January and February. What was being seeded at that time in your life? What duty or responsibility were you being asked to take on? Uh, what mantle of authority did you take on? And now you're coming to the point in time where the sun is coming to the square with Saturn, right? So that's equivalent to the first quarter of the moon square the sun. And that first square is a crisis of action. So the sun and Saturn now are coming into a crisis of action. The sun, our egos, our personalities, squaring, finding an obstacle to Saturn, our duty and responsibility. And I can kind of see how this is playing out because there's so much energy right now of fun and distraction and scatteredness <laughs> that we may very easily decide to put the work aside to go play or to go do something else. Or we start so many projects that we're, you know, kind of doing this like a manifesting generator and not getting anything done. So we'll have to be very careful through this square Saturn that we don't forget the responsibility that we took on. Now, we don't have to all be working uh, nonstop either. That's not what I'm saying. But remembering that the sun and Saturn come together uh, to make us see where the next steps might be or where have we been lax in the responsibilities that we took on back when the sun and Saturn were seeding something in your life. Now, we may feel like those duties and responsibilities are dampening our fun, but I assure you that if you focus on what is right in front of you to take care of and get it done rather than procrastination, then it, you're going to feel a whole lot better when you are out there having fun versus choosing to go have fun with the duties and responsibilities hanging around your neck while you're doing it, right? So that's what this is all about. And remember, Saturn isn't always uh, the taskmaster stern guy out there. He is also reward. When we pay him his due, he rewards us right? So today's a time maybe to do work before pleasure, right? To do those onerous tasks that you have to do, get them out of the way, then go play and have some fun. Now, this can also be a day or a time when someone of importance shows up in your life, where a prominent figure of maybe authority or someone you respect comes in to your life, that may be a boss that's pressuring you to get something done. It could be a mentor that is pressuring you to think outside of the box and to grow. It could be all different kinds of people. It could be you as an authority figure, right? You claiming your own authority, right? You being your own best friend. Um, we may also feel pressure to lay claim to our authenticity. That has been a pressure I've been feeling before this came on is that who am I really and what, where are my real gifts? And, you know, what is it? Where, where do I shine? Right? That might be questions that we're all dealing with. So the key is to stay in your own lane today. 
not, you know, venture off into doing things that aren't what is appropriate for you to do. Once you get the work completed, then it's time to play, right? That's the key. Okay. And uh, let's see, what was the other thing? Ah, the new human design week. Let's get down into that one because um, it's an interesting week we find ourselves in here. I'm going to share that graphic. You'll see this graphic a little bit later when Asa gets that up. Uh, this is week one of May. And it runs from May 3rd through May 8th. This is uh, love and direction through creativity and self-worth. And that's a, a lot of, that, that's packed, right? That's packed with a lot of stuff. Let's break it down. So the sun and earth this week are at the most yin gate and at the most yang gate. So we have energy pushing in, um, allowing energy, receptive energy with the sun and the earth is pushing out. So the, these are exactly opposite of the natures of these two planets. So the sun is normally the one that's pushing outward. It's normally the extrovert. It is normally the, the uh, um, pushing out of the energy of our personality and of embracing what it is that we're here to do. But this week it's in the gate of allowing. So the gate of allowing, the gate two sits right here on the identity center. And it's pushing downward toward the sacral, um, but it's on the soul center. So it's priming the soul to receive. And it's the most yin gate, the most feminine gate, the most receptive gate. And so you can see that there may be a little bit of a conundrum going on here for us with the sun this week, as the sun naturally here wants to give, wants to do, and we're being asked to allow. So we need to love ourselves enough and feel worthy enough this week to be receiving everything that we need, rather than having to push ourselves to go out and get it, or to try to force things to happen. We need to sit back, sort of like Buddha. My projectors out there know the Buddha picture that I often tell you about, right? The sitting Buddha, not the superwoman, superman, but Buddha, being Buddha, ready to uh, receive. And then when we're called out to do, then we are in the right uh, place. In Gene Keys, we see the shadow here is dislocation. The gift is orientation. And the Siddhi is unity. This is a very interesting um, gate to, to read about. It's in uh, the Gene Keys, right? So if you have your Gene Keys book, you may want to get that out and read through this to see how are these all related dislocation, right? Where we feel like we don't know where we are, who we are, what we're supposed to do. And then the gift being orientation, reorienting ourselves, allowing ourselves to receive the direction, right? To receive the guidance. And then we can follow that guidance. Now the earth lays down the sort of gauntlet in our week is in what, what's in the earth is what we have to take care of, if you will, before we can actually get to the gate that the sun is in. So uh, the gate one is at the gate of purpose, and it's sitting also on the identity center, but it's pushing outward and upward toward the gate eight. What did we just talk about? Mercury's at the gate eight, and a lot of planets coming into contact with Mercury this week, squaring or trining that gate eight. And so we have the entire channel of contribution defined 
because of the planet sitting up here and a planet sitting down here. So at least through the, the eighth, we have the gate eight and the gate one very highlighted for us. And then that channel is a channel that can create sort of a field of vulnerability for us. Like, you know what it's like when you share something from your heart or you share your work and that vulnerable feeling that we can get, like, I don't know if people are gonna like it. And then if there's a critic out there that says something about it, then you almost wanna shrink away and then maybe even worse, not share your work anymore, right? Or share your, your, your voice anymore or your, your contribution. And this is why we always say when you are in the process of sharing what you love, or what you're passionate about, make sure you share it with an invitation because the invitation primes the pump, if you will, so that you are in the alignment with sharing it with that person or that group because they've asked you, right? Not because you just go in there and you say, yes, I have a great idea, let's do it my way. My way's best because that's sure to be a problem. That's sure to get you caught up in a feeling of not being good enough being vulnerable, right? So it's an interesting week as we look at this entire channel, all of us here to share something in different ways, at different times, with different geniuses and different breakthroughs, but we need to make sure that we're sharing of ourselves in the right timing. Now the earth at gate one purpose is uh, here, sorry, treating us to, um, being authentic, wanting us to really claim our truth, and then living from our true selves, not what other people want us to be or who other people think of us as being, but trusting that when we are living our truth, that we are then on purpose, right? We are living our life purpose. People often ask me when they're doing, when I'm uh, doing a reading for them, what's my purpose? Your purpose is to live and follow the signs or to wait for invitations to be where you're supposed to be and live out the highest and best joy for yourself, right? Sometimes we get lost into thinking that there must be some key in this lock that's going to tell me what it is I'm here to do. But let's reframe that. Who are you here to be, right? That's better. That's more important. Who are you here to be? And when you're being that, the doing comes naturally. That's the thing that we learn this week through the sun at gate two and the earth at gate one. When we look at um, the, the gene keys, I think we can see it even more in that the gift is freshness. It is you, when you're being yourself, you're not regurgitating old stuff or, or, you know, parroting what other people have said or what other people have done. You're doing your thing, right? You're doing you. <laughs> and when there's that aspect, everything is fresh and beautiful. Otherwise there's entropy and entropy is like standstill. And that brings up another issue for us with the earth at gate one this week, the potential that we may feel at times like we're going nowhere fast. And that's because the gate one is a highly creative gate energy. And that energy goes into the low where it's not being expressed fully. And then in the right timing, when the creation is done, it bursts out into the world to be shared. So the gate one sometimes can feel like they're stuck or they're not going anyplace, or we may feel caught in some kind of, you know, web and we don't know what to do. 
the best thing to do is to release yourself from thinking that you must do or be anything other than just in the moment. And then that energy will shift kind of goes along with the sun square Saturn this week or today. And so some of the energies that are building up right now are at once a stop sign and a go sign, right? Foot on the brake, foot on the gas. So we have this feeling of like revving up, but with nowhere to go. And that means we have to watch for the signs and the signals in the world around us to show us when it's the right time to take the next right step. All right, so I hope that makes sense. Was that even being shared? Were you guys seeing my screen? Yes, you were, so I'm gonna stop sharing now. Okay, now let me see if JLo was able to reword that question. And she has a niece that's a Virgo. She is a Taurus. And she also has a friend that is a Capricorn, each sign dealing with different things, but all three earth signs. Would you say that is stronger as the sign is older? She is the youngest of the three. I think you're trying to equate age with the sign and with the experience of the sign. So it's always true that the younger you are, the more you have to learn. Not that we don't have things to learn when we get older. So the younger the person, the more immature aspects of the sign may be expressed rather than the more mature aspects of the sign. Now, I've also noted that the youngsters on this planet are pretty wise beings right now. And it's always surprising to me how wise they are in the things that they think about or the things that they say. Um, so there's the possibility that, that they're expressing things in a wiser, more mature way than what you would expect for say a 20 year old or something like that. But I would say that we are always, as we're maturing, gaining in the frequency of the sign, no matter whether it's an earth sign or, or what have you. So I hope that answers your question because I think I'm still not getting it, but hopefully, hopefully you get that. Uh, okay, let me go over here and see how everybody else is doing. Erica Dorsey, good to see you out there. Uh, Irene Alberg, good for, good to see you from Sweden. Deborah Johnson, hello. She says, ha, 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 projectors, LOL, that's me. It's hard to wait and be invited. Patience, right? You know, what's really going to flip your lids is later this month. Um, I can't remember if it's the earth or the sun now. I might have it backwards. The earth is going to be at the gate 20 and the sun is going to be at the gate 34. And if you look, uh, can you see it? Oh, I'm trying to get you to see it. You can't because that's, I'm lagging behind you guys. No, you're lagging behind me. Uh, but the, the, the 3420 is the manifesting generator archetypal gate connection, right? So that, or channel, sorry. So that energy then transmits out to all of us because it'll be where the sun and earth are for the whole of the week. And we'll be acting like, you know, miniature versions of manifesting generators. So this is why it's so, so, so important for you to know yourself. Because while you'll have temporary access to manifesting generator type energy, the energy of doing and multitasking and skipping steps, um, if you're not a manifesting generator, this is energy that you're borrowing that you are uh, able to use for the short term. But if you, for example, start, if you're a projector, Debbie, and I have two Debbie, uh, Deborah Johnson and Debbie Tibbetts Tumi, both of you being projectors, if you're trying to tap in and start commitments 
based on that manifesting, that temporary manifesting generator energy, you're going to find yourself burning out. So we all have to be very super careful, um, especially as we go through this whole month, because those two are Gemini gates. Later in the month, especially when the Gemini sun begins to move through those gates, it may cause us to begin to do a lot of different things that are not correct for us. So remembering your type and your strategy and your authority, those three things, and your, in some ways, your profile are going to help you maintain your appropriate boundaries uh, and to know what's you and what's not you. And if you guys are out there and you've not had a human design reading yet, this is going to be more difficult for you. So it's time perhaps to get that human design reading so that you really can understand who you are and who you're meant to be. And so then you're living your truth and authenticity and not someone else's. Uh, okay. Uh, any other questions or comments? A couple of reminders. One, don't forget to go looking for your May ebook, right? That is something that usually only members get. So if you join the Living Astrology Academy and the membership group, then you are already familiar with this as I attach it with the webinar and uh, with the audio of the webinar and the slides from the webinar. But for those of you who are not part of the membership, you wouldn't have seen any of this before. So this is a very intensive um, listing of all of the transits that are happening that maybe give you a little more insight into what we're experiencing during this period of time. So don't forget to get that. It's on every social media. I do believe, um, I don't know if I put it on Instagram, Asa, you might have to look at that for me. Um, then also uh, it's on uh, an email that I sent to you on Sunday. So if you are part of the email list, which I'm sure most of you are, if you subscribed by getting a chart from me, then look in your junk mail or your spam folders and uh, look under the promotions tab, perhaps if it is um, Gmail that you have to get your May ebook. Then also, I wanted to just make sure everybody understood this, that um, every day there is a different Pleiadian Earth energy. So if you have the calendar, the Pleiadian Earth calendar, then you've seen that, right, in the calendar as we go day by day. I'm not on Zoom, so I cannot see what I'm doing. So hold on here. Make sure I've got it centered there. So you're used to seeing this calendar. And right now... Asa is putting out a graphic every day at, at around sunset. That's when the time changes or the day energy changes in the Pleiadian system. So right around sunset, which right now looks, I don't know, maybe it's six o'clock-ish or eight. I don't know what time it's setting. I don't know what time she's actually putting it out. But somewhere near sunset, the day energy is changing. And if you go to Living Astrology on Facebook, if you go to Instagram, Living Astrology with Janet, if you go to the Living Astrology community, uh, or if you are a member, go to your Living Astrology Academy membership group, and you'll have the access to these beautiful videos that she's putting out about the energies of that day. So I want to just remind people of that because trust me when I say there's a lot of work that goes into doing this on a daily basis. I think I've stressed my poor <laughs> assistant out over the last couple of weeks because this idea came in to share this and it, neither one of us, I think, really realized how much work was going to be in the getting all of the information pulled together so that I could get that to her so that then she can make these beautiful diagrams or, or uh, 
graphics and videos. So please check them out, right? Go to the social media pages and check them out. Give her a thumbs up or give her a, you know, a like, but I just wanted, I, I thought maybe some of you didn't realize that that was being offered right now, but every day it's out there and you can check it now. She'll have what today's energy is, but then this evening she'll put out the next one because that will be for the whole of the day tomorrow. All right. I think that is it for me today. And JLo, I hope I answered your question. If you have something more specific, you can always email me and let me know that you have a question about it. And I'd be happy to help you that way. All right, everybody, that is it for me today. I will see you Wednesday morning at eight o'clock right here. We'll dive into some of the more interesting energies of Saturn and the gate that Saturn will be moving into, which is the gate 13. All right, take care, everybody.